1: Oh, tonight we got them, Goldie the Sulk and JC. The typical, typical,
0: disgusting, disgusting, disgusting display, and it starts right
2: now. Oh, welcome back to another episode of a typical disgusting display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. We're back. We're guestless. Ooh, We're ready nice. to go. We're not ready to go. As we asked, JC just asked us, are you ready? And Goldie said, no. And then we started.
1: As my, as my dad said to my mom when they dropped me off at college... Now it's just me versus you. <laughs> <laughs> first dad. joke of the day. First your, joke of
2: the day. Your dad get that's let's honor your dad with that first joke of the day. <laughs> A posthumous first joke of the day. That's the first posthumous first joke of the day. And I love it. Um so Goldie, uh, we were talking earlier this week and we decided up top that um we were going to talk about Barbie. Cause uh, mm. I saw Barbie. Uh, a few days ago, and I believe you saw it last night. Is that did true? Did he wear pink? No.
0: Oh, but you have that pink shirt that you love what? to wear. You have a pink shirt that you love to wear. I don't don't say what, it's salmon.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. It is salmon, yeah, but he, I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, yes, I'd, I saw
1: Barbie. JC, did you see Barbie?
0: I did not. <laughs> but I'm happy with you guys. To talk, no, happy
2: nothing you. better than two
0: guys <laughs> talking
1: not, about Barbie. Not only that, but I d- just preface this with the awareness that this movie was not made to please 50-year-old men.
2: <laughs> no. And, oh, wow. and it And mission accomplished.
0: It did not. <laughs> Spoiler um, alert.
2: <laughs> so, Goldie, I, I kind of told you what I thought of it, and and I really didn't like it. We'll get into that. But how, what were your some of your takeaways from it? How did you feel leaving the theater?
1: Well, I brought my older daughter right. and had my older daughter loved it i would have been very happy yeah oh, so here are the matrices in preference of a descending order of <laughs> uh outcomes that i would have wanted okay. yeah. <laughs> number one the top one i would have wanted both of us like yeah both yes. love it yeah obviously number two second one i would have i didn't like it but she liked it yes. yeah
2: Always accept Number
1: three, and, and this one you're going to think is uh, like when the NBA draft goes haywire. Number three is we both don't like it. Because right. the worst outcome would be if I liked it and she didn't. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. is good the point. Barbie movie? That's chaos. That's, That's chaos. <laughs> That's crazy. So it, it wasn't that I, I didn't hate it by any means, but I do hope there's room in America to not like the Barbie movie and also not like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: a hundred percent right. That's I'm so glad you made that point because I felt guilty for not liking it because I know that these assholes, these far right assholes are making hay over hating this movie. I
0: see. Yes. You know,
2: they're 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 burning Barbie dolls or doing whatever the fuck <laughs> Ted Ted Cruz has declared <laughs> war on Barbie. It's so stupid. So lame. Like if you get they're so dumb. If you get, you know, kind of all riled up about barbie uh like oh i don't like the messaging or it's grooming people to be gay or transgender that's stupid like that's idiotic in my opinion like i I think that's crazy what i didn't like about this movie was that i just i did never for a second found it funny and i know it was supposed to be funny okay can i can i
1: i'm gonna one-up you on that i was out on barbie during the wonka trailer (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm
2: like this barbie movie is gonna suck <laughs> yeah and also i noticed i don't know if this happened where you saw it goldie and i haven't been to the movies in quite a while but the the start time in uh online for the movie was four o'clock the movie did not start until four thirty. they wow. ran so many previews and commercials and i feel like tall my wife said uh, while it was happening, we're looking at each other like, what the fuck? She said, it's the only time they have a captive audience anymore. Yeah. So they just have to jam as much smart. shit down our throats yeah. as yeah. they can. So I was already, by the time the movie started, I was already quite angry. Right. You know, it was just <laughs> like, not smart. It yeah, was already like, not going up? well. And and Goldie, it sounds like, I don't know if, if your daughter had the similar experience, but my daughter and and her friend came to watch as well. And they, couldn't give a shit about the movie. They were in for the candy, the popcorn, the, the running around the theater, yeah. like the talking inappropriately. The, like wait, they, the running around the theater? Well, I mean, like they, they would just it. go out to the bathroom multiple times and okay. they're running around the hallway. So it wasn't actually yeah. in the theater. The other kid didn't it was, have Coke, did she? <laughs> a cola, maybe. Actually, that, I knew I wasn't going to like the movie when I went to the concession stand and I was like... Uh, yes, may I have a small Coke? And they're like, Pepsi, okay? Uh, oh, <laughs> that's, that's always such a flat tire. I'm just like, <laughs> I like Coke way better. It's really not okay. But so anyway, back to the movie itself.
1: By the way, at this point, we should say there's going to be spoiler alerts. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll
2: yeah, play, I'll but play also the thing. And... Everyone, everyone kind of went out to see it already. Yeah. And if, if they haven't, I don't think they really it just came out. give a shit. It just came out. But you saw how much money it made? A
0: ton. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All the real ones were there. (laughs) All the real ones.
0: Spoiler alert. If you'd like to skip the spoilers, please fast forward to minute 25.
2: But so anyway, back to the movie itself. Some issues that I had with it. The tone of the movie was relentless and unyielding. And I never locked into it or enjoyed it. Like I get the idea that uh, it kind of has this 15 minute starting scene which is in Barbie land. And I understood that, okay, in Barbie land things are gonna be a little off center, a little, you know, six inches off the ground, not realistic. You know, she's drinking out of a tea set and no liquids coming out. And it was like it was that kind of tone. Um, and I didn't like that tone. Okay. But then there was this part of the movie where they're like, Okay, we're we're getting sent to the real world. And I thought, okay. That's interesting, an interesting turn. Like, I can't wait to see these characters with this tone in the real world. The problem is the tone never shifted. Like, they went into the real world. It was the same tone. Like, it was not the, well, real, the real world. Well,
1: the real world wasn't the real world. Right. It was exactly the Barbie world, the live action. Yes. Okay.
2: Um, but here's here's the thing, because lest anyone listening think, like, as you pointed out, Goldie, that this movie's not made for for fifty year old guys, um, but it was sort of build. I-, I had heard positive buzz on the way in that made me hopeful. Like maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll really like this. It could just be a good movie. So mm-hmm. here I put together a list of because yeah. people are calling this a, a feminist movie, which it certainly was, very heavy handed, like way too heavy handed for me. So I put together a list of some feminist movies that I love. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, here we go. So so, ladies,
1: these feminist movies have the male stamp of approval. That's right. And let
2: me explain to you ladies (laughs) the best feminist movies because you're not capable of figuring that out on your own. Oh, God, what a volcano you've
1: just airlifted yourself into the center of. But go ahead, please.
2: (laughs) Okay, so Alien. Ooh, Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. By the way, and just to show like I light comedy feminist movie, Legally Blonde. Oh, I thought was loved
0: delightful.
2: It. delightful. Like delightful. it was it was just that's
0: kind of Barbie-ish too with the pink. Totally. The, yes. Okay.
2: That was what I wanted the Barbie movie to be more like in tone and in execution. Because Legally Blonde had a little elevated reality to it, but then there was something about it that kept it in the real world. Uh, Wonder Woman fantastic mm-hmm. fantastic mm-hmm. movie what a perv
0: <laughs> well yeah,
2: yeah okay she's incredibly <laughs> she's hot but it was a great movie <laughs> yes um Thelma and Louise obviously yes yes Aaron Brockovich yes Pride, I really think by, by the Prejudice. way you could go
1: into a studio right now and <laughs> pitch like a Thelma prequel and they would just do it oh yeah. they would do it in a heartbeat done and Which I was just terrible that, that's just terrible that that's the world we're in <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's an awful idea but you go you you know before the movie would film. I mean it's just so bad but like you go I mean, you could just right see though. Thelma on a market like I could see the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah,
0: you're right. T-N-L. It's <laughs> written. Um
2: Goldie, I don't know if you remember or JC when when Lord of the Rings came out, which I, you know, I enjoyed all that nerdy stuff. Um there the third movie which was the final one kind of got some shit for Having like ten endings, it took forever to end. It was forever, that, yeah. That movie, it was brutal. Barbie was like that. Oh, Barbie had <laughs> but half it? a okay. half a dozen endings because they felt the need to wrap it up with each character that we had kind of met along the way. Okay, and so many of the characters I did not care about. I will say this: Margot Robbie was great. Okay. Ryan Gosling was great. Like they're they're both great actors. They're both perfectly cast, you know, the perfectly attractive uh, pair to play Barbie and Ken. So I've enjoyed them in pretty much all of their movies up to this point. (laughs) I just thought what they were given to do was god awful. Like, I just
1: I agree with you that they're great. I'm going to plant a seed in your head that might ruin Ryan Gosling for you. No. no. Is he starting (laughs) to look a little bit like Jay Leno? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> How
1: dare you do like that? Like there's shades that he's slowly aging it, into Jay Leno. But um, can I can I sort of you may. dive in a little bit? Um, dive. I agree with you. I thought I thought the leads were great, and I thought the sort of other Barbies were great as well in the in the world. I thought that yeah, was good. They were fine. I I thought I enjoyed the beginning of the movie, the very beginning with the dolls um, showing the old dolls and then the Barbie. I thought that was a really strong beginning. Um, again, shared, you know, not the greatest enthusiasm of the Barbie world. I, I shared that with you. Um, I thought we've kind of alluded to it. But then when they go to the real world, and it's not the real world, and and the it became a little bit straw man, the movie to me at that point where right. you just go, the way Mattel was portrayed, it seemed like a, a lost opportunity to give her like sex in the city friends give her because i thought what they did with ryan gosling was very funny where he saw the men's face on the dollar bills and then he instantly was like dudes rule the world i thought that was great actually i just thought her little journey to find this person who turned out to be the mom felt a little ripped off from the lego movie as did all the will ferrell stuff like at that point i started going like It seems like they've just pulled chunks they liked from the Lego movie and said, you know, it's been five years. (laughs) Well they remember. Yeah, who who remember that? By By the way, Lego. And I thought, by the way, all
0: the
1: all the directing, like, I I enjoyed some of the tone. And it's not that I I'm not as strong as you. I didn't hate the movie. I just didn't like the movie. And I hated it. And (laughs) part of what my problem with it was two things. You you mentioned the numerous endings. The the first ending, again, spoiler alert. So when she's with Rhea Perlman yeah. and kind of learning like what the world is, and then you see the tear drop from her eye, that could have been great. But she had already cried with the old woman on the bench. So, yes. like, it had yeah. no oh. emotional impact to me. I thought that, no. was, that was a directing and editing failure to me that you say, We can see this doll cry meaningfully once. Once. And yeah, had we totally saved right. it to the end, I think I would have been affected by that. Uh-huh. That's a great point. Yeah. Okay. Now, the second thing, and this is where I, you know, fair or unfair, this is just my unvarnished opinion. Mm-hmm. America Ferrara's big speech, I thought written out, that's good, that should kill. In the theater I was at, maybe because it was the early afternoon, like the movie didn't, it did fine, but it wasn't like, I didn't have that. that sense of like the whole theater was like exploding no. and burbling. It was just it was all very flat. But that speech reminded me of sitting in acting class and watching people get a scene on its feet that you know is a good scene from a famous play and she just didn't quite do it. Like I I felt like it was a 4 out of 10 for me and that yeah. wow. And that had had they recast her with Issa Ray who was playing the president of the bar. I think that that thing crushes. I just thought as As an actor, that speech was not well delivered. But I'll also say that speech, I think, five years ago would have been more meaningful because now everyone gives that speech about themselves. Like Donald Trump, all he does when he gives a stump speech is like, everything's very unfair to me. If only you understood how (laughs) much I'm prosecuted and how much... And and like Bob Iger saying the actors uh, and, and writers have unrealistic... Uh, expectations. That's a version of that speech. It's like you don't understand how hard it is to be a CEO. Right. I've got right. the pressure of the world. I've got the investor. Like everyone now I could give that speech about myself. You could give that speech about yourself. JC yes. of, of how hard it is to to you know engineer the podcast. I could give like when I walk in and every week I have to come up with something and you can <laughs> yeah. I have to wrangle Goldie, who's like a wild mongoose sitting around and, and manage JC's expectation. It's like we could all Right. Give a version of that speech, and if the camera's <laughs> pointed at us, true. but the way to make it meaningful is, you know, these, these pauses, and and, the, and it didn't feel grounded to me, and so then that made me go, that just missed for me.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. That's too bad. You know, and to go back to Ryan Gosling and your point about him uh, getting older, is is he now old enough that we
1: can call him Ryan Goose?
0: <laughs> oh god i
1: had that i, I do want to say because you know obviously that this movie doesn't need us right like it's no, doing well enough all. and, it's, and it's so it's, doing just, well. it's and good for and that and good we are happy that okay. any movie yeah. does i have a
0: well. question who yes. do you think it was made for if it wasn't made for your children or for i know. think it was
2: made for 40 something women hmm Because, I mean, Tall really enjoyed it, and good. Like, I'm always – I'm glad when she enjoys something, you know, and enjoying a movie. That's great. But I do think it wasn't made for kids. Like, uh, Goldie pointed out his daughter was not really crazy about it. Levy could have cared less. I mean, that's kind of her theater-going experience now with any movie. But, like, she wasn't, like – I, I turned back several times and she was like never paying attention. Right. So <laughs> really? it was it okay. didn't grab her. But I do think it speaks to uh, women who are old enough to have really experienced the patriarchy kind of stepping on their necks. And it was kind of speaking to them, which again, have no problem with that. It's a, an incredibly fair point that should be made again and again and again. But I just did not like the way they made the point in this. And Goldie, I wanted to, to did, talk did about, Levy play with Barbies? She had a Barbie. I don't she never really cared. That's the
1: thing is my kids yeah. also were Same. never that in they had a Barbie they probably right. cut its hair and then moved on. Right. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, right. Because I I do want yeah. to talk about like how they whether they stumbled into it or they cultivated this virality this you know meme worthiness that and the and the sense that everyone's seeing it now so you don't want to miss it, which I I applaud them for and congratulations yeah. to them for do, doing that. To me, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a great film. Like there was this whole thing when the Minions movie came out of like young men uh wearing suits to go see the minions. Yes. I don't yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I love uh, that. You know, I, I saw the movie in an AMC theater and there's a whole thing now where that Nicole Kidman ad about the majesty of theater, there's a choreographed applause and laughter. So <laughs> These are things that people do in the theater now. And I almost wish I had been in a theater more with people wearing pink and drinking wine to give it that fun. Yes, And, you know, I I think it's great that people go to the theater. I think it's great that a movie cultivates that sense in people to want to participate. But that didn't make it to me a good movie. It all felt like someone telling me this YouTube is really funny, then putting it on a movie screen and watching me while I watch the, the <laughs> YouTube going, isn't yes. it funny? Right. Yeah. It's like, I, it, yeah, there's, I, I mean, no, there's funny parts. of yeah. That, that yeah. was funny. and Yeah. Like, it was, I, it, it was... like I felt like almost like the eyes of an invisible public were on me to just <laughs> lose yeah. my shit and I couldn't do it. What, what if
0: it was marketed as like a, quirky indie film you know i feel like the barbie expectations like there was so much expectation for this to be like a popular hit when it was and it it is right but it's not it's not reaching the widespread demographic that it claims to be doing but if for you guys if you went in thinking oh i'm watching a greta gerwig movie who's who's known to be somewhat quirky in her, I film like her filmmaking. filmmaking. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you had gone and going I'm going in to see like lars and the real girl type movie you know right, what, that right. ryan gosling Another was also gosling. In. yeah
1: i hated that movie but okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, so hate it. I did i oh, didn't see I didn't this see is see me that. channeling my inner siskel i hated that
2: movie.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's great right so you don't think that if your expectations were i'm watching an indie quirky movie would be a little no, different
2: i don't know for me no if my um, daughter had liked
1: it, I, ah, I would have.
0: Of course,
2: yeah, right? It you brought your daughter. <laughs> it would have been. Yeah. It would have been a better experience. And Goldie, to your point of the audience was not so with it. Where you went, it my, where where I saw it on Cape Cod. The audience left the way the audiences used to leave Gladys's at the end of oh, the show, no. <laughs> just shuffled out half angry. At like what? What did we just get pulled into? And that's a very Massachusetts thing, well, by the well,
1: way. I, I, I wish JC had seen it because I read this article yesterday that was uh, Greta Gerwig on the mic drop joke at the end of Barbie, and I like didn't even just remember because it. you release the microphone <laughs> and it thuds on the floor does not make, make it the a joke. joke. A mic drop. I, just I saw, felt like I saw I that want headline to too.
2: I couldn't remember the joke.
1: Wow. I, I mean, the, it was the line about the gynecologist, which I, that wasn't even a joke to me. I, I would. I wish I'd seen it with my wife and just Oh yeah, she and, no, and I remember. She had- liked it. And then I would have gone, okay, I guess, Ugh. you know, that I, I, w- that one I was
2: me. so <laughs> happy to be leaving at that oh
1: point that I don't,
2: I don't think I could hear anything for the last five minutes. Cause my ears were just ringing, boiling with rage. <laughs> uh, but Goldie, one thing I wanted to bring up to you, and I wondered if you had a similar reaction to this. So part of the, uh, you know, the point that they make in the movie, which is again, a, a totally fair point that when men are put in charge, they inevitably end up fighting amongst themselves. And mm-hmm. so that that was kind of part of what sort of played out. So uh, there's a part of the movie, the men, the Kens are in charge of Barbie land. And it devolves into like a very, you know, a very playful, funny uh, version of a battle between the men. But did you notice anything about that battle, Goldie? Because- for me, that made me quite upset because it clearly to me seemed like they were mocking D-Day on the, oh. in that battle because it was people coming in from the water and guys defending the beach and they were fighting on the beach, but they were fighting with, you know, flippers and inner tubes and it was silly, but it was, to me, it was clearly supposed to be like a D-Day thing. And so here comes unpopular opinion. Number one, <laughs> I... I don't remember seeing too many women floating face down in the water on D-Day. Oh, dang. And, like, that was honestly, to mock that day, that was the day that basically Shit. the world was saved. And, and you're going to, I'm all for the point of when men are in charge, they fuck things up and they yeah. suck. Like, yeah. I get yes. that and I agree with that. Show it in a different way. Don't give me a mock D-Day, a day where men actually showed incredible bravery and strength. And then, it's, it's hard know.
1: for me to respond to that. I didn't see that reference at all hearing it, you know, obviously I don't want to see D day mocked, but I, I didn't, I don't know if it was doing it or not, or it happened to have to be the beach because They've that's been where talking Ken about hangs out and Barbie yep. hangs out. Um, to me, that part of the movie where they were showing, you know, Ken plays the guitar and makes her listen to it and, they watch The Godfather and He-Man explains it. I mean, we did both of those on Family Guy, I feel like, 15 years ago. That yes. that was my objective. Yeah. That was that they were looking for material in that area. And those jokes are not fresh to me.
0: Right. That, yeah.
1: You know. And I agree. It's, it's, it's It's the most basic. It's like. It it literally reminded me of the Nutty Professor Bitches Be Shopping stand-up routine that, that you (laughs) know, if we did the movie, a Ken movie, and then we were showing, I know, we'll distract the Barbie with shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure, it might work and it might be funny, but I I didn't feel like, like, oh, they got me there. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I yeah. agree. If anything, also, I
1: hide my guitar playing from anyone and never make anyone listen to it. I, and yes. I don't want to watch The Godfather with someone who hasn't seen it and has a lot of questions.
0: Right. Because like, <laughs> nope. then they'll interrupt I your I want to watch job. it quietly
1: <laughs>
2: by myself and enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Um, but there are also, people who are our like our that, Our
2: rebuttal though. is just... And, I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, don't watch <laughs> The Godfather with <laughs>
2: me, ladies. I challenge you. <laughs> It felt like to me also, and I, we'll wrap this up because, um, you know, it's clear we didn't quite respond to it. But, again, <laughs> applaud it for doing so well. Any movie that can come out and crush, like, good for you. Yeah. Like, great job. But to me it felt like this was a whole bunch of movie to get back to in the end basically where it started. Like, it was kind of like it was Barbie Land and the Barbies were in control and then they go to the real world they come back. The Kens take over, and then by the end, the Barbies were back in control of Barbie Land. But nothing changed in the quote-unquote well, real world. has Barbie
1: itself mm-hmm. been sort of both a cause and symptom of the problems that the movie was showing? Yeah. That I mean, yes. and they kind they of gave women went this ideal of
2: a woman that they can't they can't live up to, you know, right? Like, but pr- that's... proportions that are not realistic, right? Right? Yeah.
1: Interesting. I mean, but yeah. but they like you know. Girls liked playing with him. I don't, they I don't didn't. know. Some what, didn't. what do you want me to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, we're not going to do anything about the, it. I have the same reaction to the movie that I have to the Elton John song, Leave On. What do you want me to do about any of
2: this? He, Goldie, he sells cartoon balloons in town.
1: <laughs> what am I supposed to do about his situation? I don't know.
2: Why are he you li- telling me this? He likes his money, Goldie. On likes oh, his money. Okay. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) All right, well, so we didn't enjoy it, but we applaud it. It's doing great. And please, you know, do, do not take this as we don't like message movies. We don't like movies with a strong message for women. We have daughters. We want them to grow up watching no, don't, these things inspired. The hashtag them. girl dad, uh, I, I, gr- hashtag, girl dad, hashtag <laughs> human shield daughter,
1: throwing her <laughs> nope. in front of the bullets. Totally. I'm just, fu- owning, I'm just owning my opinions. Yeah, okay. No, I'm,
2: I'm putting them through Levy's filter. <laughs> so okay. I, anyway,
1: I straight up own what I thought. About. We applaud it.
3: Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: We get to eat shit by showing that we're not funny with some Johnny jokes.
1: (laughs) Well, ladies, here we go. Live from Hollywood. Here they are. The guy's doing it. Johnny's. Woo. Oh,
2: boy. We set ourselves up to fail today, and I plan not to disappoint. Uh, Well, maybe you heard about this. Uh, A new office building in India has broken the world record for the largest office building on Earth. Uh, It has also already set the world record for most people saying weekend plans. Oh. (laughs) That's what you do in an office. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Maybe you heard about this ridiculous story. A, quote, thunderous fart at a Robert Kennedy Jr. press event nearly ruined the whole function. Uh, Ever the politician, Kennedy played it off, saying it's all part of his new campaign slogan, ask not what your (laughs) can do for you, ask what you can do for your (laughs) 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 Well, you you know I like that. Yeah, I I figured cheap sound effects there. I'll get that going. And uh, uh, part of a theme here, uh, a new study has concluded that humans do not need to have a bowel movement every day and that, in fact, three times a week is the ideal amount. Uh, mm. I don't know. sounds like they're full of shit.
1: <laughs> easy,
0: easy, easy,
1: easy jokes. It's also the, the premise of that is insane. Insane. It
2: should be every day. Three I, times
1: I, a week? I, I wish it was unhealthy. twice a
2: day. Believe me. Oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> And finally for me And I was going to do this as a gut felt But then I figured the words in it sounded better as Johnny So I'm doing it as a Johnny But it could be a gut felt uh, The Miss Italy beauty pageant Has made the decision to ban transgender entries uh, Apparently the decision was made After it was discovered that Mama Leone Was actually Papagino. <laughs> Papagino, <laughs> Johnny 2 Take right. it away <laughs>
1: Here we go. Well, <clears throat> temperatures in Italy hit 120 degrees this week. Ooh, ooh. So when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a heat stroke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Twitter. Ooh. Company Twitter. Yes. Has changed its name to X. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, I love that okay. economy. Economy it's of words, excellent. All right. Well, a new drug can lessen the effects of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, yeah Unfortunately, no one can remember to refill the prescription.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that's, a, that's an <laughs> easy one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ten thousand Israelis. Ten thousand Israelis quit the army. And 100,000 citizens hit the streets to protest a new judicial law threatening to throw that country into civil war. Uh, experts say it's the biggest Jewish fight ever that wasn't over a thermostat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Wow, one. Really?
0: it resonated Great. with you, Alec. <laughs> uh,
1: and finally, uh, I guess I'll do this as a norm. Cool, I guess cool. I'll, yeah. I'll do it as a norm.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, well, some good news. Scientists. <laughs> have engineered a drug that completely reverses the aging process ooh the bad news it turns you back into a pile of sperm <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my <laughs> God. The, the summer heat has a, is agreeing with your Johnny Jugs. I appreciate there, that. I did, I did I
1: not like, feel they were strong going in. Oh, no. no I, they are, I think they, that your reaction, lift, your love lifted them higher. <laughs>
2: your
0: love lifted <laughs> them They're higher. All
2: right. Well, so today, as I pointed out earlier, we don't have a guest, um, which is a, you know, we like those nice breaks. And by the way, let me point out next week, we have uh, we're a guest we're very excited for, Jay Caspian Kang. Yes is going to be here with us uh, and Goldie tell us a little bit you you kind of discovered him for at least for the
1: podcast
2: um I had not heard of him but you read an article of his and No I didn't
1: I mean I didn't discover him he's out there and I was yes, just a no, giant that's- fan of his he I, I think the first thing I read of his was an article on Grantland the old Bill Simmons website yeah. which oh. was uh, about his uh, gambling problem Yeah <laughs> there just you go great Relate- and then he relatable. had a great profile of Kareem Abdul Jabbar He writes for the New Yorker. He's written for the New York Times. He has a book, at least I believe he has two books. Everything, everything, everything. and he has these Twitter takes that are just awesome. Like he's great at takes. He stakes out ground, Um, and I I really look forward to talking to him. I'm, I'm just such a big fan.
2: Oh, great. Okay, cool. Well, can't wait to see how he bails. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'm excited I'm excited, excited too. for that next week, Jay Caspian Kang. And, and I think, JC, you're you're reading his book yeah, uh, currently, right? Yeah, The
0: Loneliest Americans. It's great. Awesome. Yes.
2: Awesome. All right. Well, we're excited for that. But
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bike clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret?
2: that we are going to talk about is our theme today. Goldie, was your idea, which I think is a great one. So you want to set this up for us?
1: Yeah. I want to talk about how we can save network TV. (laughs) Love it. Because one of the talking points of this strike has been how much trouble network TV is in. We all grew up watching network TV. We love network TV. And I feel that network TV has drifted Far from its origins, of the thing that you can turn on and all sit around at a certain time yes. and enjoy and talk yes. about, and then go to work or school and talk to other people about it, and there yes. there's no binging. Nope, you're all on a forced slow timeline. Yes, yep. it's it's a it's a lifestyle of of not instant gratification. It's not the all you can eat bar. It's right. yeah. Simply a great bistro where you can <laughs> yeah. get a burger and see your neighbors and a friendly staff and, and it could be that again. And so uh, I think so. I my I thought we could each talk about just ideas we have to make yeah. network TV better. Now,
2: Goldie, before we start, and I'm sure it will become clear as we talk about it, were your ideas did you skew comedic or did you skew like I actually think this? Or is it both?
1: I took it seriously and said, if you gave me ABC, NBC, CBS to run, here's sort of how I would program it. And these are kind of the genres I would do. And here I have specific ideas for those genres. I really said, like, imagine you're, you know, you're given the keys.
2: Yes, I like that. So that's a a good setup for this. We're each given a network, all three of us, Mm -hmm. to run. And they say, you're in charge, and what do you do?
1: So – okay. Who wants to lead off? Because I wrote down a bunch of stuff. Why don't we... Because I have sort of different genres with them. Could we each go around and, and yeah. give an idea? Sure. sure. Go so ahead. The, Okay, so I'll start. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. The first thing I would do is I would try to have the smartest game show on television. Ooh. Mm. I think that you know, in the past, deal or no deal, the questions got very hard. People love Jeopardy. The questions yes. are pretty arcane. And yeah. I think that Game shows have gotten too easy. I I would look into maybe licensing Trivial Pursuit, even though that's an old game, but it's a game everyone is familiar with and trying to gamify that up. So, I love this. And the second game show, so I would, this is what my idea for one of the night is game show night. So, one of the shows is the smart show that hopefully everyone can say, you can marvel at, like, how did that person know this? And yeah. Hit people of all different classes economic levels across the board of competing on in an intellectual form right the second would be more hot button it would be a polarization game show that's either boomers versus young people red state versus blue state Ooh, something yeah. in competition that's good natured yes so those are my two game show areas
0: okay that, that's it. great
1: game show changers
0: Yes, both of them,
2: both of them. Um, Okay, so a couple things that I had, and I I don't know which one to even talk about first, but I think as a general theme to help get network TV back, I think network TV, through its advertising for itself, billboards, uh, TV commercials, radio ads, should absolutely attack, attack, attack apps and streamers. Shame people shame people for for spending too much oh, wow. time on apps and streamers shame them for binging shame them you know and and stress as you said goldie in your when you started the community aspect of what network television yeah. was in its greatest era you know something that you all had to watch at a certain time and then you could talk about the next day and you had to wait a week but i think attack 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 i would hire you know a pr team to attack streamers and act. that's
1: that's great that's really smart and i would go further and say that people staring at their oh, no. phones are losers <laughs> right and yes. everyone's doing it way too much and there's yep. nothing social about it and yeah the togetherness part of it you're right like showing people every there's not a person on earth who thinks they're looking at their phone too little
2: no so who
0: is paying for that ad though like how how is this? That an would ad? be
2: part of our marketing budget. I see. Yeah, part of the network marketing budget would be not only to like promote. Like come home.
0: Yeah. I love that. Ooh, come that's home. Nice. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, good. yeah.
2: Come home. I think come home to ABC feels right. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, something uh, I thought of was get out of network news. Completely. Leave Mm. it to local news, which I enjoy so much more. Take yourself out of the political landscape entirely. Again, uh, not again, but we're here to escape from that. So I feel like even now, you know, there's a perception of like NBC News is a little to the left. And, you know, CBS News is kind of right down the middle. And you just I never want to think about that shit when I'm watching TV. If I go to my local news, then I see you know local interest stories, and occasionally they'll they'll give me the big national headlines. But I don't
1: I don't want it again on right. the national level. That it it bums people out. I, I I I do have to push back on that a little bit, only because I think part of the reason that these networks were given the networks is that they were doing the public service of news. I'm not sure legally
2: that's mm, possible.
0: Interesting, interesting
1: point. In that case,
2: because I, I had another thought on this in 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 Canada. Um, the news is is uh, run by the government. Yeah. And uh, like, the, like the BBC, there's mm-hmm. the CBC or whatever it is in Canada. And they are required in their news w- reporting to do the stories in order that affect the most people. Oh, wow. So I, I think if we could get something like that and going in this country, uh, you know, the, it would be kind of a better news viewing situation if we had to keep news. Here's another idea. Hire writers like, say, a Mike Scully or a Steve Levitan as my network advisors. So Mm. wouldn't you rather take notes from somebody like Levitan or Scully, somebody you respected and has done it and proven themselves, rather than that intermediary network executive who... Let's face it, sometimes in, in the writer's rooms, you say, you say to yourself, like, well, I'm not sure this man or woman knows necessarily what they're talking about. But if you had these trusted kind of senior uh writers and that's not an age joke mike scully um <laughs> these people who have proven themselves over and over again as liaisons saying hey maybe this could be changed or i think you should fix this part of it you'd be much more likely why has that happened that's kind of well surprising. it's funny so, I, know, I it's inter- ra- yeah
1: oh go ahead so it's interesting only on. hire one though so they don't interrupt each other um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go so There's a a piece of lore behind CSI. Are you aware of this? The show CSI? Piece of lore Phil Rosenthal, uh, our friend. Yeah. uh, Everybody loves Raymond. Somebody feed Phil. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's always people, somebody, everybody's involved, and Phil's involved with. (laughs) Everything he's involved with. So that uh, Les Moonves was putting together the schedule for Upfronts. And it was down between CSI and some show involving Tony Danza, maybe as a detective and dad. And he was leaning toward the Tony Danza one. Of course. And that he showed Phil Rosenthal both these shows and said, I can't really decide, but I think about the Tony Danza one. And then Phil was like, wait, what? (laughs) You're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this CSI thing is great and that thing's terrible. And he swayed it and they put CSI on wow. and, of course, a franchise of the money later. But yeah. having that voice yes. is, I think, a very intelligent thing because, you know, I think executives tend to be more fixated on marketing and it's like Tony Dans is a face everyone knows but yes. someone who actually does this can cut through the noise and and tell you, yeah. like, yeah. that's a bad show. It won't work. Yeah. Yes. I could have prevented Quibi had anyone asked me. I really <laughs> right. could have. Uh, I, uh,
0: well, uh, I'm sure you would have. And CSI, speaking of CSI, that brings me, if, like, if in terms of, like, themes for network television, I would try to introduce something like True Crime Tuesdays. So it's yeah, like, you yeah. know what you're getting. True crime is so huge. Go to podcast creators, make those into network television shows because people love true crime. I, would, I would really go into that. But also with the, the ads that you were talking about, I mm-hmm. was part of a, a, a focus group in New York for NBC when they first started testing, when they first started using banners for advertisements. So I was yeah. in that focus group. Right. So instead of having breaks in each show, just have banner ads and product placement back in shows. So you don't have the interruption of however many minutes of ads per show. So you get yeah. your full length show like you would in a streaming show.
2: Okay. Yeah. See, I don't know. I'm, I I. think that's like, it's a cool and interesting idea, but it's sort of uh, my feeling is if we want to try and, Get back to you know where we were with network television. I think commercials kind of serve as a nice pumping of the brakes.
0: I guess, like it, it, in it, my it mind, sort of okay.
2: settles you back into a slowness that
1: uh, we used to have.
2: But I don't think that's
0: gonna happen.
1: I know people might. I, people, I might agree not with JC in principle, but the surprising thing to me has been that my kids like commercials.
0: Oh, Ooh. and
1: that I would just do fewer of them, right? But have longer. I just, I just, I, I think they go too long, and they've yeah. cut the oh, I see. episode to twenty-two minutes. Of yeah, thirty. I would go back to twenty-six, which should make the remaining real estate more valuable. Right. That's a good point. So,
0: what you're saying is that to save network TV is to keep it the same, basically, not not change to somewhat. Compete well i with think streamers?
2: It, i think here, here there are a few more points here that okay. i think will show you how i think it should change while still trying to preserve the um the kind of structure of of what it used to be for us um something i would do is no more movie stars on tv no more movie stars separation of church and state i, I think tv needs to go back to creating its own stars like i don't yes. I, there yeah. there's so many things of yeah. like Nicole Kidman's going to be in this yeah. show and Susan Sarandon is in this. Show. It's just yeah. like get find new talent, like find people that I can get excited about. I don't want to see the movie stars coming over as much. Not at my network. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Goldie, here's one I know you'll agree with. So simple. Bring back the love boat. Ooh. Like, I have that.
1: <gasps> and I, I actually had a way to reboot this that I, I thought it. was perfect. Get into it. They already blew it, which was that <laughs> I thought, you know, given how hard the cruise industry got hit during COVID, that they really needed a boost. And, and there was this fear of going on the ships because you would get sick. Yep. So had they done it eight months ago to show COVID was over, you reboot the love boat. And the pilot is it's the first voyage since COVID.
0: Oh, oh I love that. God, that's, that's a great start. back.
1: Historic. Cruising's back.
0: Yeah. And
1: America's back. Yeah. And, and these people these... are all sort of getting back into the world. Yes. That's so good. And so you're you're able to sort of show, like, God, how did you get through COVID financially for the, the crew? And some of them are new. Some of them are old. And it's like they're excited to be back as yeah. well.
2: You know, it was funny. We were talking about this last night because, uh, you know, Tal, uh ran comedy at NBC for a, a long time. And, and Makos obviously is, is still... Uh, a television executive, so I was running these points by them, and I, one of them was Bring Back the Love Boat. And then later in the evening we went inside and we watched an episode of The Love Boat. Oh, which and one? And we just thoroughly enjoyed Well, of course, Tall fell asleep, <laughs> but she's you know, she gets tired at that time of night. But Part of network Ma- TV is falling asleep yeah. with it. Yes, okay. right, comfortably with each other. And, Goldie, I'm sure you're going to remember this one. It was an episode um, with Tom Hanks, um, where Tom Hanks played sort of Gopher's, like, college uh-huh. antagonist. <laughs> and and so Gopher and Julie McCoy had to pretend to be a couple to to make it seem like Gopher had it going on, and then they actually fell <gasps> oh. in love. But there was an interesting oh. side story of this woman who came on board who was... Two months pregnant.
0: Ooh. But no
2: husband. Oh, Big wow. story. And so then she also fell in love with a guy on the trip and couldn't was struggling to tell him, and then told him that she was pregnant and he left. He flew. He flew back to Los Angeles. He's like, oh,
0: I'm <laughs> out of here. Oh my so God. So it was
2: just and of course they wrapped it up at the end where he was at the dock when they got there. I, what a fool I've been. But it was just It was we had such a fun time watching it and just not knowing like where the fuck these stories were going, having a really good time with all the little, you know, Tom Hanks. And and of course, he wasn't a movie star yet, so that doesn't break my movie star (laughs) rule. But the the, the buffet element of Love Boat of the, you know, half a dozen stars on each week is is unbeatable. So fun. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah.
1: And there's no cell phones at sea. They don't work.
2: None. And I was going to write that because I knew you'd respond to that, like with all my shows would have no cell phones, but I I don't know how realistic that is. But I I love the idea of that. Um, One of my other points is my network, I would spend whatever I had to to get inside the NBA. I would get the show inside the NBA, which I think currently is like the funniest show on television. Um, I think you need – to have something like that, something that is legitimately funny. Can I, I'm going to give one of
1: my ideas because it's related it. to that. Do it, which is so whatever sports package you have, and it's got to be football or basketball. I'm not even counting baseball, but yeah, yeah. You need a season-long hard knocks type thing where you're mm. following any team. Yeah, and I love it, that. because that stuff always works, and it's always interesting, and it promotes then the games because you're interested in the players. Smart. And the games promote the show.
2: Um, and, and now this this flies in the face of a couple of things that y- you guys have already talked about. But at my network, I might say no reality. No reality. Reality is what we're trying to escape. Just I want to program Let's seven start. dramas and 20 comedies. Like, I know it's a lot, but I want the full, uh, you know, roster of shows, of c- conceived and made up. Shows And here's another thing. If you're lucky enough to generate a hit, say, you know, one of your comedies comes out of the gate and it's like friends or whatever, and it becomes a hit, I think, and here's, it's sort of a joke, kind of not. That cast gets to also take over like your show that's underperforming. So you get the, like, it would be like having the friends (laughs) cast all of a sudden they're doing uh, uh, Caroline in the city as well. Like you keep them <laughs> doing both. So it's Wait, like you, you love these characters. Like, okay, so you, let's say you love the cast of Seinfeld, Kramer okay. and George and Elaine and Jerry. and But you have a show at the bottom that's struggling that's also like, you know, four people doing stuff. Yeah. You also have the cast of Seinfeld do that show. So it's so like can-
1: the Premier League <laughs>
2: kind of, yes. Somebody gets relegated. The, one cast gets relegated to the, the, the phantom zone of television. So then
0: they do two shows.
2: They would do two shows, which would be a crunch. But yeah. as actors, believe me, they would want to do it.
0: Okay. And the other people That's would get crazy. fired? That's
2: crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> but I think, listen, there are people you want to see on TV. There are people you just want to see on TV. Yeah. You know, Ted Danson has proven it time and time again, from Cheers to Becker to Good Plate. Like, every show yes. that guy goes on, people seem to want to watch him. That's true. So why not have him on two of your shows? Good
0: example.
2: Bring back TGIF. Bring back TGIF. TGIF was the ABC's Friday night family comedies. You bring back the softer family comedies, have them all clustered in a night you're not ashamed about it. You're not saying this is going to be edgy and, and you know, out there. This is TV comfort food. Bring back a night like that. And that was kind of like your, you know, your uh, real crime Tuesdays. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: True crime Tuesdays. Yeah. True true crime Tuesdays. That rolls off the tongue better. <laughs> um, what else we got? We got anything else
1: here? I, I do. JC, do you do you want to talk for a bit?
0: Well, I mean, in my mind, I was thinking if I was brought on as a network exec, that I would try to find this happy medium between like modernizing network television and like to sort of compete with streaming as opposed to bringing it back to what it was. So I was thinking that sitcoms, like shows on network TV, have to sort of be a little bit more wholesome. There's, you can't have swearing. You have, there mm-hmm. certain topics you can't cover. But, um, again, I keep on creating these new channels, but you know how there's like a Spanish version of a channel that you have and you can watch the same thing at the exact same time, but in Spanish, if they aired another channel, that's like not censored. And you can have an adult version with the swear words and then a censored version for family and right. if you don't want your kids to be watching the the uncensored version, you can block it. Right. But, I mean, even if it's just like swear words as opposed yeah. to like saying, not saying shit. But that was just having well, like an ultra- I
2: like that because, I mean, definitely I feel like an, a big advantage to the HBOs and the streamers is that yeah. they can use language that people actually use. Yes. But then again, it takes me back to my kind of original thesis is like, TV was best when it was just a, a sweet escape. And even as Goldie said with Tall falling asleep, like that's okay. That is sweet. Like as yeah. like, long the, as the com- TV's on. Come yeah. here and fall asleep. You know, yeah. like it's gonna be that that's kind true. of comfort level that we're aiming for. Um, Goldie, what else you got? So
1: I have some specific show ideas I can dive into. Oh, please. Uh so awesome. we're gonna need dramas. Mm. So yeah. Two ideas for legal dramas. One involves the Supreme Court. It's a drama that's like Grey's Anatomy in the Supreme Court. Two of the justices are in an affair. One is secretly pregnant. One's secretly a Manchurian candidate. (gasps) The clerks are spies for different countries. And we go hot button with it. Like If the abortion is overturned in, (gasps) in real life, it's overturned on the show in a fictional way. I'm
0: watching this show. As well.
1: So that's that. my buzzworthy drama.
0: Make that show, Goldie.
1: Yeah. And I pair that those. with I get the rights to The Firm and do Ooh, it as a yes.
0: show. Oh, great. Oh, I love that. Because
1: yes. I love The Firm. Awesome. Me too. So those are my legal dramas. I love that. Now, I love them both. comedy, this, this may get controversial. Mm. I have a rule with my comedies. There is diversity on the night in the blocks But the diversity is not as much in the shows themselves. Here's what I mean. Here's when comedies work, when they seem real to someone, and it brings you into a world that you may or may not know, and the people who know it are psyched to see it on TV, and the people who don't know it are interested. Here's where diversity doesn't work, where you just engineer it in a lab because it's something you think you want to take credit for having created, but it doesn't resemble how most people experience it. So, for example... Will and Grace. Most of the characters were gay. It was a gay world. Were there straight characters? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was there occasionally diverse diversity? Sure. But they were showing the particular experience of those people. Yes. My big fat obnoxious Greek wedding. It was there were mostly Greeks. Blackish. Yes. The family is black. Yes. Fresh off the boat. Yes. The family is Asian. And people like these. Yes. Yes. Even if they're not that thing. Yes. Right. Because it, it it doesn't ring false. So I agree with that. So I have one of the things I would do is I would do a black version of the Golden Girls. I would get like <gasps> Wanda Sykes and so Lonnie good. Love. I love that. And, and put them together in a house, and maybe one or two of their kids hasn't really left. And it's these older, hilarious black female comics trying to enjoy their retirement, but their family keeps pestering them. In the same town, so there's potential for crossover. I might. Center some kind of white family comedy, yeah.
0: Ooh, crossover, right? And and
1: that they cross over later, yeah, right. Um, so I, I, but I would find diversity, and then whether it's a, it's an Asian family comedy, you know, whether it's an updated gay people in the city, or and then I think I would have where I would have more diversity within the show itself would be the workplace comedy because that, mm. that to me yes, rings a lot real. more true. Yeah. That's and right.
0: Look at family. The guy. comedy
1: I would do is I would basically try to do the office, but at Twitter where these people were working in a yeah. tech company that was going okay. That was kind of buzzworthy. And then an insane billionaire comes in <laughs> right. and, and okay. they have to manage this David Brent billionaire. <laughs> oh, and, that's and the twist awesome. is that instead of being David Brent, like he's, I mean, he's the most powerful man in the world in yeah, one right. sense, but he's a but total he's, fucking moron. He wow. still
2: has that neediness that David Brent had. He has <laughs> <Yes>. the neediness <laughs> Clearly. to need to be loved. Yes. With Clearly. People. So that's what I'm so doing. Good. Those are great ideas. Wise. Yeah, those are great um, ideas. So
1: I'm, I'm getting real specific yeah. with the diversity and keeping that diversity in that show. And I'm getting people who are of that world to write it and, and yeah. tell me what that world is like yes. yes and not trying to go we're picking one of each just to you know fulfill some sort of platonic okay. ideal of what we think this yes. is yes because you end up speaking to nobody yes That's right. and it becomes noise
0: right it's not authentic and Please. then when you
1: add a laugh track people like this whole thing feels fake right yeah even though it isn't anyway so i alluded to the sports the hard knocks type thing for basketball I would also, as sports programming, have something called my favorite game, and this is when a movie star, famous politician, musician, whatever, we do an hour-long thing about the game of whatever sport that was the most meaningful to them in their lives, whether it's a tennis match for JC or the 2004 (laughs) Red Sox for Alec, and that person, you do like a one-hour documentary about that game and (laughs) what it meant. And You're's, interviews from the people today so we get to see them. I Goldies
2: would be the Mike Utley game, right, from the Detroit Lions where the guy got paralyzed and gave the thumbs up.
1: <laughs> Mine would be the game Randy Johnson killed a bird. Uh, yes. So that would be sort of maybe like a Sunday night type thing that's paired with sports either before I love or after. I, I, can so I, can I piggyback on your point? Because one of my so points
2: is nice. very simple. Take back Sunday night. Like, you get networks, again, like you attack the streamers and the apps and advertising, you aggressively try to take back Sunday night, which is, I think, like, was always such a great television night and has been lost to streamers and, you know, cable. And now it's really nowhere. Like, there's no
1: great night of television You almost have to do what Domino's did and say, like, look, we know the pizza was bad for 10 years. But it's not yes. anymore. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yeah. You know, some nope. radical honesty. I want to, I, I have an that. idea and it, it piggybacks on JC's True Crime Tuesdays. And so yes. I, I should have grouped this with my drama ideas, but I forgot. But <laughs> the idea is basically time traveling podcaster. And oh it's, it's oh. like the My Favorite Murder ladies and they go and they try to prevent the crimes. But in doing so, <gasps> they fuck the stuff up. And wow. Wow. And so it's it's like quantum leap, but within that podcast yes. murdery thing and, and though and the the women That's themselves so are like not really equipped to deal mm. with the killers in real life. Right. Obviously. <laughs> like they're equipped yes. to talk about it. Yes. Right. But not to do it. And now they're thrust into having to do it. Is it huh. is
0: there some comedy in it as well, or is this serious? Oh, oh I think the the, the
1: two comedy. are it's a okay. buddy comedy oh, oh, of, okay, these, okay. Yeah. of these two women who are time traveling and trying to Yes. prevent these horrible grisly crimes and then having to deal with killers and crime scenes and <laughs> I love it. and weird eras where you know the rules are different for them and that what is their relationship you know everyone's always like who are they and and i think that's a fun thing in the show is not knowing are they involved are they friends yes. or whatever right so um i love it so then there's just um two I, i'm like alec i'm avoiding the re the cheesier reality but there is are two shows that i I might give a whirl at, and that's one true. is American Idol, but for hip hop,
0: oh, oh wow, I love
1: that oh, I love Idol, so yeah, right. so surprising. we're just trying to find the yeah. best rapper, yeah. yep
0: and, that's, and, love it.
1: and like promote the poetry of it that's and, it, and, like, and, they, and so, we bring them into the beat lab with somebody they and did they that. make their own beat, they choose their own thing, they write their own thing, we do a rap battle at the end to advance I mean, it seems like that should be done,
0: yeah, I mean. That's where Cardi B came from. I think they had an MTV show that was like that. So it works. So I think that's a great idea. But a network on network, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And the second would be it's a little bit along the lines of Shark Tank, um, where but it's it's sort of Shark Tank crossed with Kitchen Nightmares, which is oh, you bring in. Failing businesses bring in an expert from that field for radical honesty of what is wrong with th- them and their business. Yeah. Yeah. And it's helping like bar, them. B- bar rescue or whatever. Yes, you know. Yeah. But I don't think you limit it to, because part of it is then say they have a company that makes nails. Like you learn about the nail making process or, right. you know, oh, say yeah. they have a hair salon. How does the economics of a hair salon work? I don't know. So every week you're learning about a different industry and an expert is walking you through sort of how it's supposed to work for it to be financially viable and where this person is failing. And then maybe the host is also a psychologist. Love it. Oh, my who, God. That's who good. Who breaks it down with people and does like therapy
2: with
0: yes. them. Yes. Ooh, I I a therapy show.
2: Love these ideas. And, and Goldie, to, again, to piggyback on one of your points from earlier about, you know, making sure that the diversity feels uh, natural or organic um, at my network, mm. we would read all scripts blind. You, you would never know the gender or race of the person who is giving you the script because I feel like that in some ways can make undue influence if you're looking in particular for like this story or that to include this culture or something like that. It, it's just the best idea wins. The best script, the best idea gets
1: on. We don't have that role in my network. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're looking at the the gender and the and the. I'm looking at who wrote it. Sure, I don't. I yeah, don't but, find that I'm so unduly can, influenced by that. Network.
2: You can look yeah. at it after, like you read a bunch of scripts. Nah, I just don't <laughs> think you want to go in knowing a whole bunch of stuff about it. But that, that's that's just me. I'm fine. That's just me. <laughs> that's my hey. We have two different networks. We're going to be competing head to head. So <laughs> we'll see. Rising
1: tide lifts all boats, but that's not how we do it here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, are your
0: are your network shows going to be twenty to twenty two episodes?
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. You bet. Oh yeah. And there's get,
1: no. They are not on Hulu. If you miss it, we'll rerun them in the summer. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Um,
2: also, and Goldie, maybe you relate to this. I don't have uh, as much as people you know, have
1: DVRs, so it just is unnecessary. Yes. Like, yes. Hey,
2: it's it's an honor to be uh, in charge of this network, like you are, and you are JC, but. I'm not the greatest uh, people person. So I think at my network, I would hire a people person as like the, you know, CEO CEO or co-president or whatever. It's like get rid of both sides. You don't want a cold corporate hand at the wheel. You also don't want a temperamental writer type at the wheel who might be, let's say, quick to anger. (laughs) Give me Johnny Davis. Like, if I were in charge uh, of a network, I would instantly bring him on because Johnny Davis can meet and glad hand and, and just sweet talk anyone. I have had many experiences with him, and I find him to be... He is the sort of
0: who is Johnny Davis? He,
2: he is he um uh, Johnny Davis was a very high up executive at Fox and Disney who actually just stepped away to to do other stuff, but that which is why I'm mentioning him because I think okay. he's available now for my network. <laughs> right. But I find Johnny Davis to be the human embodiment of the comfort that I got from great network television. Like when I he would used to take me out to lunch very generously. To, you know, just kind of shoot the shit. It was ostensibly a lunch for me to give him ideas or whatever, but it was never that. We were always just like hanging out, having a very nice time. I find myself so charmed by him and I would want him at the head of whatever I was doing because I feel like anyone, the most cranky temperamental person in the world spending five minutes with Johnny Davis would instantly be soothed, calmed, which is what I want my network to do to people yes. as a whole.
1: sooth, calm. Hmm. We can find a place for Johnny Davis, but part of this is me running everything.
2: <laughs> oh well, I'd be pulling the strings, but I would want Johnny out there shaking the hands.
1: I gotta know? learn and grow. Wait, I, I just gotta learn googled to shake hands. That's part of. I just it.
0: googled I a it. photo, like images of Johnny Davis, and there's yeah. a photo of him with Rich Appel. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> with of his course. arm around Rich. <laughs> All right
2: yeah, there, we go. That's great. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's perfect. No, J- uh, Johnny's a great guy, so that's I would cool. want him at my network, and he could. That's okay. I did. Goldie's not even after him, so I don't right. have to no outbid Goldie for him. Uh, my last thing was just kind of like a. This was a sort of a a desperate hail hail mary, but possibly have a retro night where you show. Cheers, Seinfeld, Friends, and Taxi, Mm -hmm. all with old old
1: commercials. Great idea. I actually had an idea for a whole network once that was just called This Day, and it would be showing talk shows from that particular date, uh, you know, from different times. So you would show, like, the Good Morning America from July 25th, uh, you know, 1984, yeah. and then you would right. move into the news from July 25th, 1948, and then you would, yeah. you know, and... and <laughs>
0: that's so cool. It's it's like when you listen to the top 10 from that week in 1984, right? And you know I love that. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. That's I really agree. cool.
1: Good.
2: And you
3: show,
1: like, you know, a Conan from that date, a Kilborn from that date. Yeah. You just <laughs> program the day from everything from that date in, in the talk it. show library at Donahue. I like this
0: network. I <laughs> yeah.
2: Wonder a Donahue. Network, yeah. I love Don- a Donahue. <laughs> and then <laughs> Daryl Hammond's Donahue deserves a shout out here because it was incredible.
1: Um, Do you remember that promo where some some guy <laughs> on the show said... You know, when men are men and women are women. And he goes, whoa, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. it was, it's burned in my memory from yes. 1980 Our, whatever.
2: <laughs> I love I love a good amped up Donahue, which he always seemed to. He, Donahue would do that thing, which Hammond captured perfectly, where he'd just start to talk himself dizzy. He'd start to talk and be like, and then they come out of nowhere and you're thinking of a whoa.
0: And he's like literally
2: wobbling. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, these are great. I love our networks, by the way, yeah, and I. I think, and I think actually, by the way, if we pooled our resources,
0: resources as
2: a as a triad here, and and you know, you know, I'd be the Kendall Roy, so maybe I should step out front, <laughs> but I think we could, it would really be a triad. You guys would be <laughs> behind the scenes, very valuable. Oh, oh my god! But I think we put this together, and by the way, we know Dana Walden is our super fan, so <laughs> obviously she's listening. Dana, if you want to pinch any of these ideas, please reach out to us. I'm sure we can work some kind of re- – under the table, of course, because right now that's not kosher. We shouldn't oh be talking God. with you. But, you know, let's be honest. If you come with a little cha-ching, I think we'd be able to talk.
0: Oh,
1: my God. I'm, not, I'm, I'm in the AMPTP, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I am the AMPTP. I've just been hiding it, but I'm, I'm a member of it, too.
3: Uh, right, it's well, like I'm
1: in SAG. I'm in – I'm in WGA and I'm in AMPTP. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Boys to men, ABC, BBD.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> um,
2: so I think we did it. I think we saved yeah. network television. We, we had some quality. We, I think we had some funny ideas and some actual good ideas. Yeah. So it's up to other people to pull out the, you know, take the wheat from the chaff there. But I think we had enough wheat to uh, get wheat. Tweet to get network TV <laughs> up and running and again. there's
1: enough leftovers to make chaff sandwiches for days. <laughs> <laughs>
2: chaff sandwiches. That's a, Why didn't people ever investigate that? Maybe it was good. <laughs> um, roll, <Chaparole>, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we solved network TV, and now it's time to get into a portion of the show that we like to call Top 5. Top 5. All right, right. it's been a while, by gar. We had the special uh, David Goodman podcast, which I thought David was great, as always, very informative. Uh, But so this has been, this top five has been sitting on the back burner now for a few weeks, but to remind you, folks, the top five today is top five Matt Damon movies. And boy, he had a bunch of them.
0: Oh, my God. And some I still haven't
2: seen, so full disclosure, before I give my list, I have yet to see air. And I have I have yet to see uh, Oppenheimer, which oh, I have yeah. high hopes for. So same. Here's my list. Hi Lloyd. I Hi see Lloyd. Lloyd's butthole. Lloyd. There he Lloyd. Hey Lloyd.
0: <laughs> Keep your butthole away from yeah, Alex.
2: Get your butthole <laughs> out of off my screen. Okay, so we'll start for me. Top five Matt Damon movies. Number five. Uh this is obviously a personal choice: is school ties mm. so school ties was school. Uh, filmed at my high school where I was valedictorian, <laughs> and so I am partial to this movie, but it was very early, Damon, and he was actually the bad guy but i I thoroughly enjoy watching that movie, if only to remind me of where I gave my unforgettable valedictory speech. <laughs> uh, number four, the talented mr. Ripley yes yeah. This he was just so good in that, and that so movie was so excellent. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. Really great. Number three, The Born Identity. Yes. I loved it. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> I'm I'm all in on the, you know, guy who can is sort of Superman and do everything and has hidden abilities. Number two, true grit.
0: Mm, I watched it. Oh. I think that
2: might be my first Western. <laughs> wow! Oh, so good. The language in that movie, and and Matt Damon. Matt Damon's a kid from Boston, oh, and he yeah. pulls off this Texas Ranger. Te- he does his Texas Ranger accent, and it, it's he's and, and, perfect.
0: And she's amazing in it. Haley she's amazing. Sten- Haley
2: Steinfeld yeah. is fantastic, yeah. and and of course Jeff Bridges is always awesome. Yes. So. Yeah. That was great for me. And number one, no surprise here, Boston area, every, 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 goodwill every. hunting oh, wow. was my number one goodwill hunting.
0: I'm surprised of some things left out, but that's All okay. Right. Well, Goldie, You're-
1: what do you got? Well, I'm next week, right?
0: Oh, right. You're right, Goldie, because I had 80s words or phrases. Okay. Okay. All okay. right,
1: then you go, JC.
0: Okay. All right. My number five is air. The Nike yeah. uh, movie, there is a moment where he gives a speech that is just, it's so good.
2: Can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah. Um, number four, I went with The born Ultimatum. Ooh. Yes, because, I don't know. I, I, I love that one. An old tomato. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one I'm surprised is not on your list. The Departed, number three for The Departed.
2: Oh, yeah. You know what? I didn't even think of it.
0: Oh, cool. wow. Same. Boston. But North? you're
2: right. You're 100% right. That should have been on there. Great.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Number two, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Anytime it's on, we'll watch yep. it. And number one, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, you bet
1: it is. <laughs> you're doing math on that black
0: boy. <laughs> it's like okay. it. Okay. I think
1: you guys made this way too hard.
0: Oh, Number
1: five, Oceans Thirteen. Number four, Oceans Twelve. Number three, Oceans Eleven.
2: No. (laughs) How? Come on, this is your this is your Kokomo. (laughs)
1: Number two, Goodwill Hunting. Number one, Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, okay.
0: Nice. Mm. Okay, wait. Fair. So five is Oceans.
1: Eleven, the, the 13, oceans, the up. best ocean, the oceans get worse
0: <laughs> as you get higher. Yes, got it. Got so it. I
1: had to reverse them because we count up.
0: <gasps> got it. Okay, gotcha. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. All
1: right. What do we got next week, JC? It's. Oh, it's Goldie. It's coldy. Sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> very confused. I don't think we've ever really done this. Ooh. I mean, we've done ways around it, but have we ever just done your top five songs? I don't think so. Top five best songs ever. Wow. I love
0: that. Oh, my God. That's difficult. I love that.
2: I love thinking about songs. You know I do. (laughs) I'm surprised, Goldie, because you don't usually. Yeah. But I love that. I love that. Wow,
0: that's going to be difficult.
2: All right. So next week, we'll be back with Jay Caspian Kang and top five songs. Yes. But now, let's close the show, as we always do, on a high note. Ah, oh, Tom and Max, beautiful <laughs> as always. Um, I'll get it started with a quick high note. Um, uh, my high note uh, recently is uh, is tall. Um, it, I think we're we've entered this interesting, great phase of our relationship where. I've finally been with, like, a great therapist now for almost a year. Yeah. So I feel like I'm actually now, through osmosis, have learned a few more mature uh, coping skills for myself, and it is translated into Tall and I, when we have friction, as you invariably do in a relationship, the way that we communicate with one another during those moments, has there's been a sea change for the better? It's incredible. There, there's no more disrespectful shouting. There's a lot of listening. <laughs> well, I mean, that's basically all I could do. Like I, I was like a child, you know, yeah. flailing in those arguments. That's gone. And tall I'll have to
1: do that for the both of us.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm shouting Ta- for two. I'm
2: shouting for two now, honey. Uh, but tall to. Uh, her credit is just like, she has so embraced that and, and points it out in a way that is so supportive to me. Like we will have a discussion where we d- disagree about something and then she will circle back to it afterwards and say like, you know, I like the way that we're communicating with each other, even though we didn't agree on this thing, the way that we talked to each other was much better. So, yeah, I mean, it's sort of a roundabout way of complimenting myself, as I said it all. Yeah. But I think the bit. way and the way that we're uh, communicating is is great now, and you know it takes two to tango. So thank you, Tall.
0: Oh, that's really sweet. Do you want to go, Goldie? Do you want me to
1: go? Uh sure. So I just because we didn't really do it last week, just haven't been out on the strike line. I want to give it up for the actors. Joining us and nice. giving us a yeah. huge shot in the arm, and just bringing so much energy and positive vibes to what could otherwise be a pretty bleak situation. So
0: yeah, yeah. oh that's appreciate
1: cool. having them out there.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, that's cool. Hats off, thank you, actors.
0: Yeah, um, my high note is uh, a couple of days ago. Stu was in North Carolina and got to see one of our oldest and dearest friends from music school, Dave, and his wife, Caitlin, who listens to this show. Hi, Caitlin. Um, And uh, they finally, Stu got to meet their son, Benji Brooks Holmes, whose middle name is named after Stu. Wow. And um, he is a beautiful kid, and um, it was just a really, that's a true high note. It was really, That's really, really so lovely. Cool. That's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't think I'm getting too many babies named after me. That's great, <laughs> Stu. <Stew. laughs> Good. Good for Stu. Um, all right. Those were great high notes. I loved uh, our discussion about saving network television. Great topic, Goldie. Looking yes. forward to next week's show with Jay Caspian yes. Kang. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, too, for being awesome. Thank and you. we will talk to you again next week. Oh, well, well, I'll tell you that, but no, it's not going to be an anyway.
3: That was fun! <laughs> and it stops right now!
2: Ask not what your p <laughs>
1: can do for you, ask what you can do for your <laughs>